Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Vynamic, Trending Health features industry guests and panelists who explore topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Mindy McGrath, Vynamic's healthcare industry advisor. On today's episode, we're diving into the topic of lean in the healthcare and provider setting. To help us dive into this topic, we've invited friend of Dynamic, Hugh McGill, founder and principal of Powerful Results, a company focused on creating cultures of engagement through lean transformation. Hugh's been helping companies for over two decades create environments of excitement where serving the customer is the priority and ensuring that the focus is on establishing processes and ways of working which increase productivity. Hugh, thanks for joining us this morning. The crew at Trending Health is very excited to have you join our conversation. Thank you, Mindy. I'm, I'm excited to be, uh, I'm honored to be, be invited to speak, uh, and I'm excited to talk about lean and lean leadership. Hey, Hugh, good morning. Uh, before we jump into the topic, could you tell us a little bit about your company, Powerful Results? Okay, uh, yeah, Powerful Results was uh, founded, uh, I've just actually celebrated my two, second year anniversary. Um, uh, really, I think why I founded it was that I found that in many cases, organizations looked at lean as uh, a methodology of tools, uh, and really were very unaware of the cultural change that really needs to take place through uh, through the establishments of lean in the organization. So I've really, uh, what I do is I go into organizations, I help them really define what's their journey, where are they going. And, uh, you know, from, uh, from organizational capability to, uh, you know, to future state where you want to be, and, uh, you know, whatever the organization needs, I help them make this successful and really get them to understand that it's got to go deep into the organization. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've seen you in action, Hugh. And I think that when our listeners hear lean and lean transformation, a lot of times they do not think of, you know, healthcare industry at all. So I was wondering, you know, from your standpoint, why do you think lean leadership or lean transformation has made its way into the healthcare industry um, as of late? Well, I think that organizations are seeing that patients are critical to their success. Healthcare has many, many processes, and it has a lot of ways. Uh, and what Lean is trying to do, the, the reason you bring Lean in is to really look at how do you bring, uh, first of all, clear principles and, and to achieve better quality? How do you make that get a better patient experience, less cues, less free work in organization? And then really, you know, how do you use the resources when you're within your organization uh, to improve the work experience of everybody? Um, you know, it develops capabilities. It increases, improves engagement uh, of the uh, of people in the organization and significantly improves the, the experiences of patients. 
better hospital performance, you know, less time uh, sitting around waiting. Uh, so I see it very much sort of increasing healthcare value, uh, improving quality, and de- decreasing costs. Yeah, uh, thanks, Hugh. I love that you mentioned that it's uh, an engagement strategy. Uh, I believe that many folks and many leaders don't necessarily see that at the jump. And then when they see folks in action, they understand how important it is to engage everyone. Um, you know, I, this question is a little bit uh, an interesting one, but what do you think is the most important thing? And I know there's a lot of important things around implementing lean, but what would you pinpoint as the most important thing to implement when it comes to lean leadership or lean practices? Huh. Well, I think what, what people need to really understand is that lean is not a pro. It's not just a group, a set of uh, quality improvement tools, um, you know, just to, to make things better, to cut out some value. You know, lean is a, it's a cultural transformation. A, an organization that is implementing lean strategically, uh, which certainly organizations that want to do lean uh, should be looking at it as part of a strategic imperative. You know, really need to understand that there's, trans- there's, there's transformation, and it means that roles are going to change, uh, the leadership styles are going to be ch- are going to be changing. You're going to be moving out of a, a hierarchical system much more to a partnership, um, and you know, it really needs to understand the full capacity that lean brings into your organization into the organization that's helpful and, and i appreciate that you know i'm gonna build off that question about most important and kind of jump to when you go into the to sites or go into teams what's the first thing you think teams should do uh when starting to implement some sort of lean transformation well I think they need to understand what lean is, what the lean philosophy is. Uh, they need to understand, uh, you know, how it works. What are the principles of lean, uh, so that they're not sort of working, uh, sort of ignorant of what it brings. Uh, the first thing I would do as a team is really educate all the leaders in, in a lean philosophy. What is this? Let's understand what it is. And then for a team to be real, once they're well educated, to be able to really set a clear roadmap, have a clear, compelling direction as to where they're trying to get to. Um, uh, but really a roadmap as to where are we going to go? Because again, this is a journey. It's going to take a while. It's not, you know, lean is not something that's flavor of the month. Lean is a way of working, it's a way of thinking that is transformational within organizations. And I've seen organizations that have just, you know, six years into the, into the process of implementing lean, they don't recognize the, the arguments, the obstacles that they talked about six years prior to that, because they see that there's incredible capability in the organization. Um, and, and really with a clear sense of purpose around getting to the, to the the North Star, the, the true North, where they're trying to get to. That's great, Hugh. Thank you. You know, we're talking kind of big picture here. Um, if we could take it down maybe to the terminology, there, there's a lot of conversation around 
the the traditional language that lean purists use, uh, you know, some of the Japanese-based um, terminology. So I, I have a question for you. Um, do you think it's important to use that traditional lean terminology during rollout? I think you should use terminology that people within the organization understand. Yes, there is a change. But I think, you know, I, I've seen some organizations use very much you know, Japanese terms, um, which I think that, think uh, alienates people within the organization from what you're trying to do locally, what you're trying to do within the site. I think there's certain you know, standardization, just-in-time, uh, Kaizen events. So, I mean, it's, it's good language, and if people really understand lean, they, they understand, you know, they, they see these words as being important to them. But I think you have to be careful. Getting, if you get too technical, you don't want to alienate people from what they can do. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, speaking on the components of Lean and continuing that dialogue, uh, another question I had is, what what Lean tool um, do you think is most valuable, or, or what Lean tools do you feel bring the most value to to yeah. the end user and the customer? Well, I, you know, what I found early on is is having people work on a value thing, having people really take a look at the processes that they're involved in, engaging uh, from a cross-functional perspective, um, a look at the process, putting a value stream map together, which is really a map which is showing from end to end the process that's been, uh, that you're involved with, um, is a really valuable tool because it allows you, first of all, it creates a conversation amongst a group of people who are all involved in a process. Uh, and I laugh because sometimes when I do value stream maps with people, you know, there's so much conversation of people who do this job every single day, who move this process through every single day, but are still discussing with each other, oh, do we do that? Is that important? Uh, so I see the value stream map as a great way to visualize what people are doing on a daily basis, uh, you know, as they go through. So as we conclude this conversation, Hugh, thank you very much for joining us. I, I, we'd like to leave our guests with kind of a general question, but what, what intrigues you the most about the healthcare industry in general? Oh, I think the challenge they have, uh, the competitiveness that's taking place right now, Certainly in the healthcare industry, uh, you know, patients are becoming much more conscious and aware of how, how they are, how, what value they're getting. Um, so there seems to me to be uh, you know, a lot of uh, competition, which really requires a whole brand new set of thinking about it. how do you engage people, how do you engage your employees, how do you engage your, uh, uh, your patients. You know, and looking at, at, at leadership in, in, in healthcare, it's really helping leaders move to a much more partnering role uh, with the people that work for them, to fully engage them in the opportunities that Lean brings. Great. And Hugh, thank you so much for being here and sharing your take on Lean in healthcare. It means the world to us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. 
that was an awesome interview with Hugh. And to recap what we heard, um, I am joined back again with Ryan Hummel, my one of my co-hosts. Hi, everybody. And with Mike Catone, one of my fellow co-hosts. Here again. So, guys, I want to dive into a point that, that really struck me that Hugh made right off the bat, where he was talking about the fact that lean is really not just about process, that it is a journey. Essentially, it's a way of working, right? And thinking about it um, is a mindset, not just a process aspect. So curious, what was your reaction to that? Because I, I know it really struck me. Uh, I, I agree. I think that's a big point. I think I mentioned in the interview this idea of traditional approach around um, tools and components. But I think that what he brought out loud and clear, especially in the healthcare industry, is that um, traditionally behaviors across a, a healthcare team vary within level. And the idea of lean is that we want them to be consistent. So you're taking away hierarchy, and it's a little bit of a bigger picture around what it is. Um, so it's fascinating, and I, I'm glad he mentioned that because I think people get so um, inundated by lean. When you, when you Google lean or if you see what lean is, it's a lot of these technical terms that don't mean a hill of beans. But when reality, if you simplify it and you build out what currently happens now, whether you're a um, company that's doing healthcare technology or you're a leader of a service line at a health system, or if you are an environmental services group at a hospital. Everyone has processes and there's varied behaviors that happen. And if you just map out all of those different values, that he calls it a value stream map, it's a really good start. So it was great. Yeah, and I, I think his point around getting organizational buy-in into the philosophy behind Lean is super important because I think that not only applies to implementing Lean into an organization, but any type of organizational change that we work with clients to to try and include. I think where we see the most success is where there's an overarching reason behind that change itself. And the change just kind of doesn't exist for for its own for its own purpose. Um, I think whether it's implementing a new technology solution or switching vendors or streamlining efficiencies and actually making making processes more efficient, I think a philosophy of getting value to patients or to customers in a faster way, you know, having that overarching philosophy helps unify and kind of smooth out some of the challenges you get anytime you try and implement changes within an, organiza an organization. Yeah, and I think the other point that you're you're making is what Hugh was also talking about, and I think for us that have been in, in Lean for a while, I mean, you think about just the way that Lean has evolved, right? I mean, now we're talking about Lean in the context of culture, mm. right, and cultural belief. And, and engagement. And right? engagement. I mean, there were key words that were being used, right? Engagement, cultural belief, um, leadership, learning. I mean, all of those things to me, I was like, wow. As he was talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, Lean has come a long way um, from just being about process mapping. And I think to Mike's point, right, it's, it's about um, being more than just, you know, uh, a process map that suits a purpose, but you now have to wrap it around um, the resources that you have in an organization and make sure that, that there's a belief there and there's a culture that actually supports the way that you work in a new um, and evolved manner. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree, Mindy. I think that's one of the most important points here. I remember back, you know, 15, 20 years when my first foray into lean, and it was really, <coughs> we were told what to do and how to do it, and it was a very kind of, this is how it's done. And I think that, thankfully, the healthcare industry has taken on a different way of looking at this, that it, it kind of encourages the idea of a, a learning environment and for teams to understand bigger picture uh, versus the actual components itself. And that, that is a really, uh, I think, a game changer as far as adoption, engagement, and getting excited about something that, you know, traditionally has not been an exciting term. Exactly, exactly. I think the other thing that, that struck me in the interview with Hugh was um, when we were talking about why lean is starting to uh, really bubble up, right, in healthcare. Um, I mean, he got to some of the heart of, of the things that we talk about on a regular ba waste, uh, basis, which is around waste and about quality. But the other thing I thought was interesting, right, is he pulled in the whole idea of, pro of patients, right? And, and we talk about patient centricity and how important that's becoming in the healthcare market and really talking about how lean leadership and, and lean philosophies can help to take or remove the things that don't really bring value to the patient experience um, and extract them out in a way that's going to enhance how patients experience your product, your service, your interaction with your organization. So I don't know about you, but I, I found that to be a really interesting take on, on lean as well. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, Mindy. I think that the fact that he mentioned patients very early in the, in the, in the conversation and interview uh, said a lot. I think that um, that's somewhat of a new way of thinking. And the belief that folks across, let's, let's call it a health system, are getting into the lean world and thinking about the patients first and early when they're putting out and, and producing some of these lean tools. And, uh, and, uh, and huddling is a big part of lean. And, and thinking about the patients first and foremost, gosh, it's, it's, it's a, I think, a, a, great, a sign that we're doing great things in finding effectiveness and efficiency with the patient in mind. And I think you can you can kind of use that patient centricity as a filter in kind of examining the way that you're implementing lean into processes, knowing that the end goal is always to improve the patient experience or improve the speed to which you deliver a product or service to patients. You can kind of take that lens and, and ask yourself, is what I'm doing furthering that goal? Mm -hmm. And if you kind of have a central goal like that, um, that in the same way of sort of being able to tie back to an overarching philosophy allows you to test out different approaches at a very basic level. Say, am I am I making this problem that we're trying to solve? Am I making it better? Am I getting am I getting results to the patients more quickly? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's such a great point. So I want to dive into that a little bit further, and and the point that you made also, um, when we think about how to be a lean leader, right, in the healthcare market. What do you think are the three to four characteristics that somebody has to have to lead this effort? Because Hugh talked about it, right? It's lean is about leadership and making sure that leadership is really setting the tone for this um, and about invoking, you know, or adopting learning. So I'm wondering, Ryan, I'm looking specifically at you because you've done this for a while, but when you think about those characteristics that kind of tee up lean being successful, um, what are they? Well, well, I think first and foremost, uh, being a lean leader means something different than it meant yesterday. And I think that <coughs> it is human nature. I think we're all leaders. 
to try to come to a solution or tell our team what the solution is right off the bat. And the idea of lean leadership in healthcare means you're actually seeking um, and asking what the problem you're trying to be solved for to your team. And that, that's one key trait that I think really needs to come out early in a lean transformation is actually communicating openly, removing a hierarchy and communicating to your team and asking them, well, what do they think? Um, that's one thing. I mean, that nurtures a mutual trust that enables teams that are closest to the patient or closest to the line to help make you the right, direc the right decisions, excuse me. Um, on top of that, it's kind of a connecting point to that is the idea of collaborative problem solving. So I think that many times folks, we'll call it frontline uh, front employees, typically do not get the opportunity to problem solve. And the idea of lean, of removing defects and removing waste, it's actually taking it one step further, not even asking, but it's actually taking it and collaborating with your team to problem solve. Those are two. Um, Hugh mentioned one that I think is a real key one that is a little bit of a shift too. It's focusing on processes. Uh, a process-centered organization means that you're looking at the things that you do on a daily basis uh, over and over again and figuring out where, where there may be inefficiencies that will actually help the patient be more engaged and satisfied. And I guess my, my, fourth, um, my fourth one that I would say in, in rolling this out um, is really the cultural element. Is, th is to really have leaders um, dedicate time on a daily basis to do what leaders are supposed to be doing. Uh, in Lean, it's called leader standard work, and it's actually taking time to say, oh, hi leaders, senior leaders, your role here is really to make sure your folks have, uh, you untap the potential of your team. And that is one of the ways of Lean, is untapping human potential. And if you don't actually dedicate time on a daily basis to do that, then you're gonna be unsuccessful because you're gonna get taken over by meetings, by busy work, by other things. So actually dedicating time for leader standard work, I think is, is probably the fourth uh, component of a, of a true, beginning of a true lean transformation. Do you think that lean then results in leaders having to change their style? 100%. <laughs> I, think, I think it's human nature, the way we're brought up through whether it's med school or whether it's or it's college and university, once you become a leader, the, the weight of the world is on you to make decisions on behalf of your team. And the idea of lean leadership is to reversing that and saying, how might we do something better and asking the team and having the patience and the fortitude to do that and then wrapping your arms around your team on a dedicated way. And I think in healthcare, specifically in the provider sector, we have been trained so much that if you make a mistake, you'll be in trouble because we are putting our patients at risk. But in a lean transformation, um, speaking up about errors actually saves lives. So there's this other component of, of the evolution of lean of saying, okay, we're all humans, we're all gonna make mistakes. And in a new culture of lean, if there's a mistake being made or there's an error that you see, you actually bring it up and you actually talk about it and you figure out how to solve for it. And gosh, that, that's, that's, that's very difficult to do and I think that um, that is one of the keys. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to me. I mean, I think back just to in the last decade when we saw a lot of life sciences companies actually adopt lean leadership and lean philosophies. Um, and it, it was something that they jumped full-fledged into, understanding that there was elements of, of leadership and education that needed to 
um, to actually show up. But I think in that space, in the life sciences space, where you're talking about manufacturing, um, it naturally, like the whole idea of lean and Six Sigma and, and defects all kind of coupled together in a natural environment. What I thought was interesting is watching life sciences companies actually start to apply it into maybe their commercial area, mm-hmm. where um, really what they were doing was not manufacturing, but trying to figure out how to to be as effective and as efficient and um, as possible in terms of how they were were facing the marketplace. Yeah, every facet. You know, we, we've been talk- I've been talking a lot about health systems, but um, there's two pieces of that that I think we should talk about, and one is every facet of, of making a drug, whether it's manufacturing or commercially marketing, can benefit from this idea of lean. But I think also the evolution of lean within the manufacturing space has been pretty legendary. You know, we talked about, it started, you know, lean started in this Toyota production s- system. It, it, and so I think life science companies really just took it word for word, literally, of what Toyota was doing or what the car manufacturers were doing. And what they've done is really adapted lean to their own culture, and it's something that Hugh mentioned already uh, earlier in the in the interview. But I think, gosh, you know, it's not just providers and uh, doing this. It's it's actually the supply chain of life science companies understanding what their world looks like culturally, figuring out their north star, understanding what behaviors need to change, and then adapting it to that specific line. And and that's that's a stem change from just taking lean leadership 101 from from textbooks and applying it. It absolutely is. And I think back to to Mike's point earlier, you were talking about how important the why is. Um, and I think we I think what life sciences companies did when they adopted lean is they 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 took the traditional approach, but then they started layering in, well why? And and that's why they've become much more sophisticated with their lean practices and maybe are a little bit further ahead than other sectors in healthcare. Um, but that definitely stood out to me when you mentioned that. Yeah, and I think, you know, as, as you know, industries generally sort of close the gap between customer and business, that the why of serving patients and, and making a positive impact on patients' lives is it's actually much easier to deduce. It's not, it's not difficult to kind of personalize a patient experience now because that connection between patients and life sciences companies and insurance companies and companies across all industries, that gap between these businesses and their customers is getting smaller and smaller. Closing quickly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So since lean is becoming uh, another hot topic in the healthcare industry, I'm wondering if you're a healthcare leader and you're thinking that lean might be something that your organization wants to adopt. Where do you start? You know, I think I think you brought up some key starting points that I that I probably reiterate is understanding what you're trying to be when you grow up and understand what, you know, he referenced North Star um, and, and mapping out and taking a look. And some of these things are already being done. If you have a strategic plan about what you're going to be and why and starting that out. And then he mentioned value stream mapping right off the chart. And that, that's a traditional lean approach. You know, just taking a look and sitting your team down and talking about what it is you do on a daily basis, current state assessment. And what you'll hear traditionally, or what you'll hear many times, is uh, many different stories, uh, many different processes within your own team. And I think when you realize that that's the case, 
um, that's a good opportunity for you to take a deeper dive into this idea and understand how you may be able to transform your group, your team, your industry um, to be a little bit more uh, consistent and standardized to, you know, further engage your team that will further, further engage patients or your customer at the end. Yeah, it's such a great way to wrap up this segment on Lean. And I thought it was a great topic. I think it's a fascinating topic to see how it's being um, adopted into the healthcare market. And I bet in a couple of years, we'll be sitting back and talking again about where do you go next with this. And, and um, so I'm glad you guys could join and we could kind of debrief on what's going on in Lean and healthcare. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in this episode, to subscribe to the Trending Health Podcast, and to explore if Dynamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit TrendingHealth.com. Tune in to the next episode, where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.